Welcome to my first episode. I'm super excited to be here with you because this is an intention I set for myself at the November new moon, setting up this podcast. And that was nearly three weeks ago now. And, you know, I hope to discuss some of the challenges we all face in life and how I've been able to overcome my own negative self-talk and limiting beliefs and how I've learned to remove the beliefs that don't belong to me and find the ones that do. You know, even before recording this, I had all sort of all sorts of doubtful thoughts going through my head like, who the hell's going to want to listen to talking? What do you actually have to say that anyone is going to benefit from? But that's exactly what this podcast is about. Finding your truth in any given situation. One thing I've become aware of is the power of thought. You know, I can choose to become a victim of the incessant, often negative chatter that my mind creates. Or I can take ownership and use my thoughts to create a different kind of reality. One where I can accomplish whatever I put my mind to. And here today I prove to myself that I can in fact create a podcast. You know, and I've learnt that my so-called fears or doubts are always pointing me in the direction of the exact things I need to do. And that doing the thing is part of the process of letting go of these lies I've believed and have told myself. Because let's face it. If we all listen to every negative thing that the voice in the head tells us, we wouldn't get anywhere. You know, becoming aware of that voice and not identifying with it has been a powerful tool for me. And I've also seen it work with some of my own coaching clients. You know, the only way to neutralize fear is through action. So anyway, I want to start by telling you a bit about my backstory. There is not just one story here. I've I've quite a colourful tapestry. In fact, people are often surprised by some of my life and how how I've turned out, which often amuses me because it's the only life I've known and I'm thankful for all of it and the person it has made me. So if you haven't gathered already, I'm from New Zealand, but I've been living in London now for just over 13 years. I left New Zealand in 2007 because I was running away. I was running away from my family, who I felt were totally dependent on me. You know, I was I was acting like a mum to my siblings. I was a mum to my mum. And at the time, you know, I was 25 and I felt like I was living the life of a person in their mid-30s. You know, I was also in a pretty toxic relationship that I couldn't end. So I had to literally flee the country. Um, and it was, it was a few years kind of after my youngest brother had died um, at the age of 13 um, by drowning, which really shattered my whole world. And just back to the toxic relationships, I'd, I've been in, most of my relationships have all been toxic. It wasn't until probably my most recent, my most recent relationship that I was able to make a shift in that dynamic but anyway I'll talk about that more later but um my early childhood was pretty unstable I had cheating parents I had a mum that loved to party I witnessed a lot of domestic violence um at the age of three I went into foster care after my mum got involved with a gang member and I don't really know how to describe this part of my life because I don't know the exact 
but I've always thought of it like me and my mum were kidnapped by this gang member. Actually, this is how I've told it. Me and my mum were kidnapped by this gang member. We couldn't leave his house. And he used to beat my mum. I, I, I witnessed him beat her with a baseball bat. I also witnessed him rape her. And he actually broke her leg um, during that time that we were in his house and she had to go to hospital. And she told the hospital staff what was happening and they um, admitted me to hospital as well and said I had asthma. Anyway, that's the story I tell. Um, I don't think it's far from the truth, but my mum did become involved with a gang member and anyway, it went that way. So after I was hospitalised, I went into foster care. Um, I was probably there for about nine months. But obviously this kind of experience was quite traumatic for me as a three-year-old and I really struggled with feelings of loneliness and fear of abandon abandonment for much of my adult life, which did impact on my romantic relationships. Um, my parents eventually got me back. My mum got back with my dad and became a born-again Christian and my parents got me back out of social welfare. But... Um, when I was six, my mum left my dad for my stepdad and he used to beat her quite regularly. So after my sister was born, my mum had a postnatal psychosis and she fell into a deep depression and we ended up in women's refuge. And from there, my mum was hospitalised. My sister was sent back to her dad and I was sent to live with my maternal grandmother, who I lived with until I was 16. And I'm not going to lie, that period of my life wasn't my favourite. Um, at the age of 14, I experienced my first loss, and that was of my grandfather. And not long after him, my other dad um, also passed away. And, and these were the two main kind of positive male role models in my life. And after losing them, that really led me down a road of exploring my own spirituality. Um, it was also the time I started using alcohol as a means of self-medicating. Um, and I continued my partying ways when I came to the UK. Um, you know, I was really either all in or all out. You know, sometimes I would go for parties like three days in a row, drinking and whatnot, drugs. And then I would sometimes have some sort of spiritual awakening and I'd go totally the opposite way, <laughs> you know, teetotal. I just lacked balance, really, and, and that was a theme that ran through a lot of my life as well. And at the age of 28, I became romantically involved with a guy who probably taught me some of my biggest lessons around karma and treating people the way you want to be treated. And after our split, I fell into what I call my three years of darkness. I was, I was extremely depressed and I was suicidal. And during this time, I also reverted to Islam. And well, that's another total different story in itself. But anyway, as I said, I've had a lot of different experiences of which I'm sure I will go into more detail in future episodes and, you know, how they've all benefited me. And I guess my main point is that irrespective of your story, you know, life can really go in any direction you want it to. When I moved away from my grandmother at the age of 16, I am... Um, met my first boyfriend and I left, I moved out, moved in with him, you know. I was waiting most of my, you know, from the age of 7 to 16 to turn 16 so I could leave. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, after I moved out of there, I had all these awful lies in my head that I told myself for years. And some of them were actually quite debilitating. And over time, I realised they were actually her voice and they weren't mine. And I struggled with some of these self-criticisms until I realised that I didn't have to believe them. You know, I could change my thoughts, I could change my actions and I could change my reality. And I started to do just that. And this is where my reclaiming your truth came from. You know, and I have my nana to thank for that. Anyway, I think I've gone off on for long enough about myself. um, And I think that's enough for one episode. Um... You know, you can check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Reclaim Your Truth. You can drop me a message, you know, let's connect. You can let me know what you'd like to hear me talk about, you know, or, you know, what you gained from this episode or any future episodes. But I just want to thank you for joining me on my first episode. Um, You know, I took this step. It was a bit scary, but now that it's done, it's done. And I'm glad. And I look forward to talking to you again. And I hope you stay blessed. We out.